0: Welcome to Monday Morning Inspiration, a production of Christian Growth Ministry, featuring Bible teacher Brad Simon. It's our prayer and desire to inspire and encourage you to grow in your faith and walk closer with the Lord. The parable of the life-saving station is not my original creation. Over the years, this parable has been presented by various people, and several claim to have authored it. However, research into the original author has proven fruitless while we cannot give credit to the person who wrote this all of us can still be challenged by its message on a dangerous sea coast notorious for shipwrecks there was a crude little life-saving station actually the station was merely a hut with only one boat but the few devoted members kept a constant watch over the turbulent sea. With little thought for themselves, they would go out day and night, tirelessly searching for those in danger as well as the lost. Many, many lives were saved by this brave small band of men who faithfully worked as a team in and out of the life-saving station. By and by, it became a famous place some of those who had been saved, as well as others along the seacoast, wanted to become associated with this little station. They were willing to give their time and energy and money in support of its objectives. New boats were purchased, new crews were trained, the station that was once obscure and crude and virtually insignificant began to grow. Some of its members were unhappy that the hut was so unattractive and poorly equipped. They felt a more comfortable place should be provided. Emergency cots were replaced with lovely furniture. Rough, handmade equipment was discarded, and sophisticated, classy systems were installed. The hut, of course, had to be torn down to make room for all the additional equipment, furniture, systems, and appointments. By its completion, the life-saving station had become a popular gathering place, and its objectives had begun to shift. It was now used as sort of a clubhouse, an attractive building for public gatherings. Saving lives, feeding the hungry, strengthening the fearful, and calming the disturbed rarely occurred by now. Fewer members were now interested in braving the sea on life-saving missions, so they hired professional lifeboat crews to do this work. The original goal of the station wasn't altogether forgotten, however. The life-saving motif still prevailed in the club's decorations. In fact, there was a liturgical lifeboat preserved in the Room of Sweet Memories, with soft indirect lighting which helped hide the layer of dust upon the once-used vessel. About this time, a large ship was wrecked off the coast, and the boat crews brought in loads of cold, wet, sick, half-drowned people. They were dirty, some terribly sick and lonely. Others were black and different from the majority of the club members. The beautiful new club suddenly became... Messy and cluttered with these people. The property committee saw to it that a shower house was immediately built outside and away from the club so the victims of shipwrecks could be cleaned up before coming inside. At the next meeting, there were strong words and angry feelings which resulted in a division among the members. Most of the people wanted to stop the club's life saving activities and all involvement with shipwrecked victims. It's too unpleasant, they said. It's a hindrance to our social life. It's opening the door to folks who are not our kind. As you'd expect, some still insisted upon saving lives, that this was their primary objective, that their only reason for existence was ministering to anyone needing help regardless of their club's beauty or size or decorations. They were voted down and told if they wanted to save the lives of various kinds of people who were shipwrecked in those waters, well, they could just begin their own life-saving station down the coast. They did. As years passed, the new station experienced the same old changes. It evolved into yet another club. And now another life-saving station was begun. History continued to repeat itself. And if you visit that coast today, you'll find a large number of exclusive, impressive clubs along the shoreline, owned and operated by slick professionals who have lost all involvement with the saving of lives. Oh, shipwrecks do still occur in those waters today, but now most of the victims are not saved every day they drowned at sea and so few seem to even care so very few it's the easiest thing in the world because things creep in unaware by and by the whole direction changes the ministry of the church of jesus christ is a saving ministry Let's make this clear, not only the saving of the lost, but the saving of the saved. The deliverance of people from the dominion of sin to the realm of eternal life through faith in Christ. And second, the deliverance of the Christian from himself to a full awareness of the power of the Holy Spirit and the presence of Christ in his or her life. The way to God and the walk with God are the two distinct messages that are woven throughout the pages of the Bible and form the purpose of the church. It's easy to lose direction and to simply become a club where we gather as exclusive folks who use code language, talking only to ourselves, patting ourselves on the back, giving ourselves the applause, seeing ourselves in the mirror and liking everything we see. The message of the parable speaks for itself. You don't need it analyzed. Our goal is to stand with Jesus Christ in contending for the faith so that we are not swept into this exclusive club mentality. The secret of it all lies with the people of the church. Oh, certainly the leadership has its hand in it. The leader's role is extremely important, but It's the people who help give that sense of direction. Every day, the lives of people in our communities are being shipwrecked by the storms of life. Every day, people in our communities are dying and going to hell. Every day, Christians among us fall to the temptation of sin and their lives here on earth is left in shambles. Every day, people around us need someone to reach out and to touch them, to be concerned for them, to show them compassion. Have we become so callous to the needs of others that we have just become another exclusive club? Or are we the caring, compassionate church that Jesus called us to be, that vibrant, active, life-saving station rescuing people from the storms of life? Let us pray. Dear Father, forgive us for all those times when we see the needs of those around us and we simply pass by. We are in a hurry to get to church to worship you or attend a meeting and we don't have time to stop and minister to people. Help us to have the compassion for people like that of your son Jesus who saw the needs of people around him and got involved in their lives and ministered to them. May we become the church that you intended for us to become. Help us to be that life-saving station, rescuing the lost and inspiring believers to maturity in their walk with you. May we always stand with Jesus in contending for the faith, It's in His name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to Monday Morning Inspiration. We pray you were inspired by today's podcast and encourage you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. For more information, go to christiangrowthministry.com. Thank you for listening.